Episode 33 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by Minute With Mary. It's a great place to discover new makeup and uncover your confidence with color. So the easiest way to find it is to search the hashtag Minute With Mary on Facebook and request to join my marvelous VIPs. I never got batteries for the smoke detectors. That You asked me three times and I just I forgot. And I was more than capable of getting those batteries myself. Okay, so then why'd you keep asking me? How could you possibly joke right now? Almost because I still got the only thing that I've ever really needed. You are good. I try. hospital, huh? Yeah. Wait, what was the thing that he said? Something about life resembling... Well, the sour slimmings life has to offer. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay, I am gonna go make us hotel reservations. I'm gonna call the kids. And uh, I'm gonna go to the vending machine to get us something. Do you have any requests? No chocolate. And nothing grape. I know. Hey, back. Huh. You're in front of the TV. Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and you know, I I don't think I've cried in a show so much since like the season finale. Well, the series finale of The Leftovers. Yeah. That was. It just kept coming. It just kept coming. You were crying and then you were fine and then you were crying and then you were laughing and then you were crying and then there was a commercial and (laughs) (laughs) then you just didn't stop crying. You were watching commercials about the most random stuff and you couldn't stop. (laughs) goodness gracious I mean even just listening to that sound clip again knowing that that was the last thing they got to say to each other makes me want to cry which is why I played it because thanks a lot well (laughs) and if you're crying in your car or wherever let us know shoot us a little message let us know if that makes you cry too just blame me you know I think think that'll be fine Um, you know I I think a lot of people are sad uh, when it comes to Jack's death, and it makes sense. Let's let's all be sad about it. Let's mm-hmm. cry. Let's let's get it all out. Let's get the tears out, you know. But 
I, I think for me, I kind of want to make this a celebration uh, of of This Is Us mm-hmm. and and Jack and life itself because, you know, I, uh, I, I don't want to go down the road that everybody else went, like okay. to, be, to be super sad about it. Like I saw some people calling it Super Ball Sunday <laughs> as opposed to Super Bowl Sunday. But I mean, it was. And it was. I cried. I cried like a, I cried my eyes out. You know, yes. like I, I really did. Uh, <laughs> um, but I wanted to celebrate all the things that are good about This Is Us. And as I was thinking about how we should craft today's episode, you know, I am glad that we actually took a few days. Oh yeah, between watching the episode and then podcasting about it, it took us a good several days to digest this, guys. We didn't watch it last night. I'll tell you that. We watched it several days ago, had to detox, watch the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> to detox from like sobbing so much. We were like, what should we do? We can't watch This Is Us again. <laughs> we need to detox. Where's Legolas? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go cry about Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> we watched another crying person. No, I I, I think um, I think we it was good. I mean, I wrote the, my notes and everything for yeah. it the day after and, it, you know, the emotional part of it and everything. But, you know, taking that time to look at it and... Let it, sink it, let it sink in and, and kind of look at it the way that Rebecca did uh, at the end of this episode where it wasn't, I mean, it was sad, but it was more bittersweet, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of wanted to be in that mental space yeah. for it. And, you know, the way I always, and, and well, since coming to this conclusion about how I wanted to frame this particular podcast episode, I thought it important to relay to you, the listener, that, you know, as you know, my mother passed away when I was 18, and she passed away very, very, very suddenly and unexpectedly, uh, much actually the same way that kind of Jack died, died, not in a fire, but she had a brain aneurysm. And I was in college uh, when it happened. I was up at St. Anselm College, go Hawks. And she was down in Florida with my dad. They were It was on Valentine's Day, and they were actually going to watch the 2002 Winter Olympics, the, skate, uh, the ice skating. It was my mother's favorite event. And um, my dad went to go check in on her to go tell her, hey, you know, it's ice skating satin. And there she was in the bed, and she was not responding. Oh. That was, it was just like that. That was the end. And... I bring this story up. I think I might have told this story in this podcast before, or I, I know I have at least told this story elsewhere. Uh, I don't remember seeing my mother before she left. I think the last time that I saw my mother was for Christmas. Yes, it was Christmas. Wow. Um, because I was in college. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And she went down to Florida, and that was that. Mm-hmm. You know, Actually, I, I, I went home for... Yeah, no, it was for Christmas. It was yep. for Christmas. I went home for the like Super Christmas Bowl. Like Christmas break, yeah. Yeah, I went home for the Super Bowl, but my, she wasn't there. She was down in Florida because I, I went home. Patriots, Super Bowl would it was have been two, after that. No, it would have been before because the Super Bowl took place in February, uh, beginning of February, not not oh, Valentine's. Okay. So my dad was home, but my mother was in Florida. Oh, okay. Anyway. Okay. Um, so yeah, I saw her at Christmas and that was it. And I got advice from my English professor to call home on Valentine's Day evening 
to tell my mother and my aunt and whatever that I just love them and happy Valentine's Day. And she's like, trust me, this will make your mother very happy. And she gave this advice to the whole class. Yeah, she you was know? like, you're freshman in college. Just this go is make the first time away from you. Yeah. yeah. So I did it. And I just, it was, you know, she was out to dinner. She was at a place called Lone Star. She was eating steak. And I'm sure it was freaking raw. And I'm sure the blood was coming all out of her mouth. And, <laughs> Let's call it juices. You know what I mean? Rather than blood. Um, You know, she, and I, I just happened to call her and said, happy Valentine's Day. She I don't remember her exact words, but I remember it being along the lines of, you just made my day. Thank you so much. I love you. And that was it. That was that was the end. And I look back on it. I never got a chance to speak to her again. I never got a chance to look at her again. And the fun and vivacious, wonderful, beautiful, loving woman she really was. Um, and it made me really, 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 really sad really sad for a long time and I, I just couldn't talk to her you know I couldn't tell her that I loved her like I really loved her and she couldn't tell me that she was proud of me you know she couldn't tell me that I was you know everything to her again you know it just it was a casual conversation and and when I think about it it makes me sad but then I think about it again and I think about it a little bit more clearly and, and I say, you know, thank God for my English professor. Thank God that she told me to call my mom on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Thank God I actually had that moment to tell her that I love her, albeit one that I didn't know the, the gravity of the situation. I didn't understand the emotionality of the situation. But I'm happy that I got a chance to have that. And I'm happy, even though I she was robbed from me for for um, the rest of my life. life. I'm happy I unknowingly had that final two seconds worth of interaction with her. Did you ever get to tell your teacher that? I don't know. Actually, I think you need to find that teacher and let that teacher know. I will say this though, uh, when my mother when my, when we had her funeral, it was a it was a big freaking deal. My mother mm-hmm. was a very popular, like she was she was just one of those women that everybody knew, and yeah. he, for for good reasons and for bad, right? Like she was all over the place. She was she was Mary Larson before Mary Larson was Mary Larson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so she got got in fights. She told an umpire she he had little man disease, oh, but. Gosh. But, you know, yes. she, she was also an amazing woman. She yes. would do anything for you. And uh, the beauty of my college was that not only uh, did uh, the, the the head of the history department, the, the one that I was majoring in at St. A- A's, come to the funeral. The president of the school came to my mom's funeral. The, the head of the art department came to my mom's funeral. My humanities teacher came to her funeral and that teacher actually came to her funeral. The one who told me to yeah. uh, call her on Valentine's Day. So that was that was no pretty joke. remarkable. You need to let that teacher know. Jeez. And if anyone is a teacher in any grade, but if you ever have an influence over young minds, but especially in college, college-aged people that yes. aren't seeing their moms, remember to do that. Yeah, just remind them to call on Valentine's yeah. Day. It's, a, right. it's an important thing. Let's get some episode details now that we... Uh, whew. 
Yes, I'm I know. just crying <laughs> all the time. All the tears. Where, where's my shaman? I have two glasses of water because I'm like, I'm going to be leaking <laughs> so much out of my eyeballs. I need to replenish. All right. So the title was Super Bowl Sunday, which I think obviously refers to the fact that this happened on Super yeah. Bowl Sunday. But I also give credit to This Is Us for making football such a vital mm-hmm. part of the entire show's history. Yes. It's not just like a gimmick where it's like, oh, it's going to air on Super Bowl Sunday in real life. Yeah. And it's he's going to die on Super Bowl. It was, no, no, no. This is part of the fabric of this show. Yes. The football, like most American families, is part of of their Not DNA. Most. You're able to say that because you live in Patriots company, country. Well, Maybe no, a I lot. Mean, I, yeah. No, football is the, is the most popular American sport. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So for most American families, football is just, whether it's high school football, college yeah. football, okay. NFL, it's just part of their DNA. And yep. for This Is Us to put that in since day one is uh, a special is, is a special nugget of writing mm-hmm. that I think this finally cashed in on. The director was Glenn Ficarra and John Riqua. Uh, these are the A-list directors. These are the producers of the show. This, these are the guys who did, directed the pilot, Kyle, The Pool, Memphis, Deja Vu, and also Brothers. And the writer was Dan Fogelman, the former yeah. showrunner, but it's still actually quite involved with the show mm-hmm. uh, for season two and uh, the upcoming season three. He's the one who wrote the pilot, Big Three, Kyle, The Pool, Big Day, Memphis, Moonshadow, A Father's Advice, and A Manny Splendored Thing. My darling, now that I've made everybody cry yes. and you, what do you got for your lemonade rating? Let me guess, it's a two. <laughs> five. <laughs> Hands, like mic drop, five. How about you? I'm giving this one a five plus. Wow. I am putting this on the level, level of of Memphis. Um, this this is uh, a special episode, True. not only of This Is Us, but I think a special episode of television in general mm-hmm. for many reasons. And, and not because it's the most well-written piece of television ever or it's the best directed television ever, it's, which they are both quite good. But it's the, like I said, the emotionality of it all was just spectacular. This episode had two objectives, in my opinion. It's not to just tell us what happened to Jack, but make us feel what happened to Jack. And they did that, I think, by almost rooting everything in Rebecca's perspective. And then they had to open up the rest of the story to give us some momentum going forward for the rest of the season and into season three. Mm -hmm. And I think they did all of that in Spades yes. in this episode. Yes. Uh, so I think they did a fantastic job. What do you got for your GBG? My good, my get bad, and my great for this episode. My good was Kevin at Jack's tree. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we've been going hot and cold with Kevin. We're like, yes, we're into Kevin, and no, Kevin, no, no, no. We mm-hmm. don't like Kevin. And um, <laughs> and it's not it's not necessarily that we don't like, but you're just like, gosh, Kevin's down on his luck. He's still down on his luck, but seeing him go to his dad's tree and hearing that entire monologue that he had with him, uh, gosh, just just made you have all the feels for Kevin. A right. huge breakthrough. It's like everyone has been having their breakthroughs in their moments, and now Kevin has had his. Sure. And the the fact that he was able to call his mom from that tree and even add some levity, uh, saying, like, I don't even know if I'm at the right tree. <laughs> um, but to be there and to be honest and real with his dad when he hasn't been able to be that with most people. You know, he is an actor by nature. So for him to say, you know, pretty much I'm more like you <laughs> than yeah. I give myself credit for. Like, uh, your goods and your, ba- or your bads, and I wish I had more of your goods. You know, like, I... I loved that entire conversation. Mm-hmm. My bad, 
Oh, there's the <laughs> sobbing that I personally did when Rebecca saw Jack dead. Uh-huh. I mean, she did not believe anybody. She ran over. And thank God all we saw was the reflection of blurred out Jack Pearson. Right. I would not have been able to handle like <laughs> erasing that his dead face from my mind. Right. But the flashes throughout their life, all those perfect little moments. And that's what my memory is like. Like, I don't have really detailed, amazing memories of mm-hmm. things that happened in the past that's why I that's why I blog that's why I document things on Instagram I don't get to remember lots of details it is a flash Mm -hmm. and I feel like being able to revisit those scenes that Rebecca had flashing in her mind is what it must be like for so many people just these flashes so quickly Um, and I'm just a little upset this is why it's in my bed why didn't they give him more oxygen when he got (laughs) to the hospital like they had it for him in the ambulance why didn't they have it why didn't they have it my great is just Jack. When he, in that fire, kept his cool, just being this ever fearless hero, and he held it together for the entire family, he was still able to call Kate Katie girl in the oh. midst of the sheer terror. Him holding that mattress. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all must have just taken our hands and like rubbed them, being so uncomfortable, oh. seeing his knuckles get so scorched. And knowing that he was able to keep his cool and know that he had to put Randall down first so that Randall could take care of his sister and his mother as they went down, this to me was not just Jack Pearson, the superhero, but Jack Pearson, who'd gone through some major stuff in war, sure. like he was able to hone in on those tactics. And that's why I'm like really, really happy that we've been able to see flashes of him about being in Vietnam. Cause I really feel like at first I thought I wouldn't see more of Jack um, now that he's dead and him being in the fire and the way he kept his cool. I know I'm going to see more of him and it's going to be him in the war. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to give context as to how he was able to keep so cool-headed and be such a hero in this moment. So it was my great because I admire him as such a person and keeping his cool, but also a great because now I have so much hope that we're going to be seeing a heck of a lot more of Jack mm-hmm. um, in, in a different area of his life. So how about you? That is an excellent comparison, my darling. One that I had not thought of, Jack being under, you know, like being cool under pressure mm-hmm. and re- probably due to his training in, in Nam. I mean, yeah. I, I hadn't thought of that. And yeah. there's that great moment when he's like, where is Kevin? And she's like, oh, I, I, she, he's out at this party. And he's like, are you sure? Yes. I, I just, when that happened, you get that, you get that visceral bubble of like adrenaline pumping into yes. you. Like, are you sure? Well, yes. it, it's not like I'm mad at you. It's not like what the mm-hmm. hell it's. We got to make, let's, you know, I I always, I I liked that part. Uh, For me, as I am wont to do with five plus episodes, (laughs) uh, I have a good, great best. I do do not have a bad in this episode. My first, my good was how the episode opened. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was no playing around when it comes to the opening. It was a straight cold open to Jack waking up, uh, smoke above the door. There's even these little, like, um, like booms, yes. very subtle, small booms. Like, like it's just, and, mm-hmm. and you, if you're hearing it, you'd, you'd be like, what? what was that? Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? You know, like that's what you'd be thinking. Yeah. Um, smoke above the door. And then all of a sudden there was oh, just flames. Eating it, it, the house. The, the episode, it, it made no joke about this is what we're doing. Yep. And they open up the door and boom, there's the flames. It, 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 pardon the pun, but it threw you right into the fire. Correct. Uh, and it did not ever 
let up in mm-hmm. this beginning. The direction was spectacular. It was frenetic. It was in your face. Mm-hmm. It was following Jack. It was the smoke. It was all of it. You were in the fire with Jack. And I felt like I was breathing smoke with Jack as he was walking yes. in and out. And um, seeing the reactions of the family and everything, just fantastic. My great was how the episode ended. Oh. Uh, Deja coming back, Tess in the future, all of those things. All those things are very great. But it comes to a close on Kevin's painting from the game plan. And it gives us closure to Jack, but also Start an open, <laughs> but also an open door for the rest of the story to tell. As Kevin says in the game plan, there's no beginning, there's no end, there's no life, there's no death. It's just this one big messy thing, and here we are. You know, it was fun because we watched, of course, the episode sitting next to each other, and I noticed that painting first, yep. and I gasped so audibly, and you were like, what? And I was like, it's Kevin's painting. Right. And you were like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's, a, there's a slightly nerdy thing to this. You? Yes, I know. <laughs> and it's... it's um, you do know that we podcast <laughs> about television shows, right? <laughs> um, there's... It, I, I think what they did here is, you know... It's what's called a denouement. A denouement. A denouement. Do we need to be wearing a a f- ferret? Is it a beret? <laughs> a, a ferret. 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 Imagine <laughs> 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 you're wearing a ferret on your head. Uh-huh. Um, do we uh-huh. need to have a beret and have a, a cigarette? <laughs> a denouement is. I'm uh, just picturing you with a ferret on your head. <laughs> Ripping butts <laughs> with like classy. a coffee. A denouement is a tool that writers use um, to. It's like um, it's like when you when you're in a movie, right? And you see, uh, oh, here here you go. A denouement would be like this. Remember in the Matrix, the climax of the Matrix, the first film, yes. is Neo, and he and he realizes, oh my god, I'm the one, and he's fighting. Um, Agent Smith, and like he can manipulate the Matrix, and like he remember he flexes his muscles, and the whole thing kind of warps around mm-hmm. him, and that was that. That was the climax. That was oh my god, the freaking Matrix was awesome. But the denouement was at the end of the movie when he you see him in his outfit, and he has got the glasses, and he's on the phone, and he tells the he tells the Matrix, "I'm coming to get you." you realize that that is the final image. That is the, the the thesis statement for your characters, for your themes, for everything. It's it's a wrapping up or a resolution, not necessarily of the plot, but again, the theme, the characters, the relationships, the promise that you've made to the audience about the characters and everything that's going to happen to them going forward. It's that lasting resolution of the climax of what I just did happened, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but guess what's going to happen going forward? This is what I'm trying to tell you. And that is what I think this episode was trying to tell you. Yes, yep. Jack died. That was the climax. That was the climax of the entire show so far. He is dead. Yep. But guess what? Life goes on. There's no life. There's no death. There's no beginning. There's no end. It's so just deep. this one big messy thing. The best for me, though, was Rebecca seeing Jack. Ah, yep. The way, but it was the way that it was revealed to us Mm -hmm. as viewers, only in reflection and then in total silence. And obviously, as you said, quick smash cuts to edits of young Jack. Um, 
it was an excellent bit mm-hmm. of writing, an excellent bit of direction. And uh, the point of view that we're in is Rebecca's mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. And remember how I said in the last episode about patience? You know, This Is Us was patient with itself in that final scene of Jack cleaning the kitchen and patient with the flames going up and everything. Yep. This episode was so freaking patient with this moment. It is a full two minutes wow. of silence. And it's only broken by one line at the 45 second mark from when she realizes that she's walking over to Jack. She says, oh, what, Jack, come on. Like, what are we doing yeah, here? Yeah. And then from that moment on, it's complete silence until the the doctor comes up at the 45 second mark and says, I'm sorry, Mrs. Pearson, your husband, you know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's jarring. It's soothing. It's terrifying. It's saddening. It's sweet. It's scary. It's everything all at once. And Rebecca feels and you feel the same exact thing that she is feeling instantly. It's a breathtaking sequence. One that I will never, ever, ever forget. Agreed. Ever. Totally agree. Forget. So, uh, that is my good, great best. I love it. A long-winded, we are 24 minutes into this <laughs> <laughs> podcast you know episode. What? It's like, uh, this ep- that's it. I mean, this is, this is the episode. I mean, we're going to touch upon the other things. <laughs> but the other things are not the pinnacle of this episode. Right. Right. And like, like the, the flash for, not the flash forwards, but the, um, the current timelines, mm-hmm. the one with, you know, Kate and the, the video and she's looking back and, and, and she, the, the tape gets eaten, you know, like, okay, you know, and then Kevin at his mom's and the lasagna and then oh, the, yes. talking with Jack. I thought that was probably the most emotionally affecting part of the current timeline. And then even mm-hmm. the one with, um, the one with uh, with Randall. I mean, again, it was like he's having a party and he kind of remembers yeah. back and then, you know, the tests and the whole thing. Like, it's it's okay. Um, you know, it's it's all there, but it, it has to be there. It has to be, it has to be simple, uh, in my opinion, because everything ab- about this episode is about Jack. Correct. And if you gave the current timeline too much, Mm-hmm. It would take away from that. Agreed. You know, it, it had to be these kind of almost archetypal things for each character. Like Kate is emotional mm-hmm. and she wants to wallow in her misery. Randall is trying his best to to move on. Yeah. And Kevin is doing his best to avoid the whole yeah. thing. That that is the That's it. That is the, the archetype of those each of those characters. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I do. So I, I do you do you agree with me that that's probably the way that it should have gone and like the, that was the right choice? I thought choice? it was great. I mean, really, exactly. Like it just shows you how the different Pearson children and Rebecca and Miguel handle Jeff's, uh, Jack's death day. And what's interesting to it is, is it's not the death day. It's the right. death holiday. Right. So for your mom, for example, she died on Valentine's Day, which yep. is two fourteen. It always is two fourteen. It yep. always will be two fourteen. The Super Bowl, however, changes dates. Right. So it's really interesting that no matter what, it's not necessarily the date. It is the Super Bowl. It it is that that right. they all whether celebrate or um, pay respects to. So for Rebecca, you know, to have her moments where she makes that food, and she kind of waits for his little sign oh, that was freaking beautiful oh i know <laughs> between the beck that you hear when she's at the vending machine oh. 
as he dies, which a lot of people say they hear someone say their name when a loved one passes. That's wow. like that's like a documented thing. Oh wow, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Um and the fact that he is he's able to give her these little sons. I just got goosies because it really does. These things happen to people. Um and I loved the line that she told Kevin is that, you know, Jack sent her Kevin this year. That was what made her laugh. Oh, and that my was God. the special thing. That was so sweet. <laughs> That's when I was like, I'm crying even more than I thought was possible. <laughs> oh. and, and here and here is why I think this episode works so well. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we have that first, you know, the opening of Jack yeah. and the fire and everything. But from at that point, after he comes, we get that fake out, you know, where he go gets the dog yes. And, yes. and everything, and we have the fake out, and then he opens the door and she's like, Oh my god, thank yes. you so much. It switches from his point of view to 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 Rebecca's for the entire episode. And that is why this episode works so well, because it's like this season. It's about Rebecca and her journey. Mm-hmm. It's her story and her arc in how she handles Jack's death. Yeah. Yeah. That is the emotional basis for this entire thing. It's a, it's a complete uh, just up and down of of joy and like oh my god jack's alive and oh my god he's in a fire he went to go get this stupid freaking dog yes. he's letting my kids down off the roof and then she realizes he's dead it's it's disbelief it's it's uh, uh resignation it's mm-hmm. terror it's loss it's everything and then it culminates in the reveal of jack's death in the way that it's shot. It's simply a reflection, which is where it hits home most because Jack's death doesn't belong to us as viewers. It belongs to Rebecca. Seeing her reaction and seeing Jack's body only in a reflection is something that can only be seen in that perspective. We don't get the terror of Jack's death, but we get to see Rebecca's terror. And that's what makes this really special. And then she realizes, I have to go take care of my kids. When she steps up and talks to Miguel, and she pretty much says, like, if you can't keep your cool, then you need to go for a walk around the block. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Because I need to go tell my children. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness gracious. I have to go ruin their lives. Oh, oh my God. And Mandy Moore, I I am wildly impressed mm-hmm. by her. I mean, I want you to go back. I want you to, like, just in, as in preparation for this episode, I, I watched that whole, that whole silence of two minutes. And just... The emotional expressions on her face, Mm -hmm. it tells a story that is uh, rich and detailed and uh, distinctive. It's it's uh, it's acting one hundred and one. It's it's just one hundred and one. It's like advanced metrics. (laughs) That's what that was. Um, I I was so wildly impressed by Mandy Moore. Yeah, and even and even Rebecca in general. I mean, I. I'm making this stand. I will take my stand forever. This I am I am take locked on Rebecca now that I will defend her to the cows come home. I will die on the hill that Rebecca <laughs> was 
is an absolutely amazing character because she had to do what she had to do for her family. Yes. And this is the problem. She had to fill that black hole of expectation and care and leadership, a whole, a massive hole of gargantuan proportions. Ooh, one that, look at that. One that even gravity could not escape. That is the hole in the shoes of the saintly and legendary spot of Jack Pearson. <gasps> right. It's an impossible it's task. It's so impossible. It's an impossible task. Yep. <laughs> but... I will never, I will never say a bad word about Rebecca ever again. Won't, won't happen. You, you will really? not. Really? I, I am take locked. Take locked. Amazing. How can you, how can you say anything no, bad I, about I her? I know, I know. And that's the thing. And that's the amazing thing about just humanity in general. Mm. We don't know everybody else's story. And here we are judging people, other people and, you know, questioning, oh, how could Rebecca have married Miguel, his best friend? Like, we have no idea. Mm -hmm. And to know even that moment where she can, where she talks to him on the on the grass, and to know that they had like she and Miguel had eight years away from each other, that that is a moment that they shared together. That mm -hmm. he lost his best friend, you know, it is something unique that is able to bring them together. Thank God she had somebody to say that to, right? Before having to tell her kids, and even Miguel here mm -hmm. with his reaction, oh. where he's like, "Where's, where's, where's Jack?" Yeah, like, and he just has that moment of horror on his face, like. No, and yep. and of course she's he's put into place by Rebecca and whatever. And here's the thing about this episode, and again, why I think it works so well. It's it's not about the, I mean, I like to think it's about the structure and everything, and yeah. the edits and all that other stuff. But it's not. It's about the emotionality of the entire situation, and that emotionality should encompass everything. It's not just one thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just I'm sad or I'm mad it has balance yeah. it starts it um it starts off with uh, you know even randall dancing around on on uh on his party wearing his hot dad thing you know <laughs> yeah having the interactions with toby and how he's like talking with kate about how he was the man for fixing the tape and all that other mm -hmm. stuff and then even kevin saying I don't think I'm at the right tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was all in service of in, of reflection and looking back at the day in a bitter sweet tone. That is what mm -hmm. offsets all of the crap that happens with Rebecca and Jack and everything. And that's why it succeeds. I I love watching I love watching March Madness. You know the yeah. uh the the tournament for for NCAA basketball. Yeah. I don't watch it for the basketball. I don't I watch it for the crowds. Really? Oh yeah, because when a team loses, uh -huh. I love the misery porn. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I am all about the misery porn <laughs> yes, when it comes are. when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Oh, right? Blake. And that's what this episode could have been. It could have been misery porn. Correct. It could have easily, but it absolutely was not. It yep. it was was not at all mm -hmm. uh, misery porn, and that's why I think. And I was I, I listen because in in the. In, in celebration of all that is good about This Is Us and all that is great about balance, I kind of have to do a victory lap here. I got to do a victory lap because I called the narrative shift. Oh, look I at you. even called the little boy in the foster care place being from the future. Well, I kind of called that at first. Well, well you said you weren't <laughs> sure. No, 
and neither are you. But yeah, well, sure. Right, I'll you co-sign. Have your moment. You know, you've had a low week. I'll let you have that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're I, welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. When it comes to Rebecca, she was even talking to uh, Kevin about how she was trying to protect them. She was trying to keep them in her orbit and oh. that they were all just too old. They had already, they had, it's not that they moved on, but yep. they, they just, they were humans by then. Like they were, they were adults and there was nothing that she could do. And, and I loved that moment of realization with Kevin saying, you know, my, it must've been incredibly hard. Like, I don't know, I don't know how you did it. Right. And she said, I, I tried really hard, but you know, your father didn't have to try. which is in there for a purpose because if you recall at the beginning of this episode i played that one clip where he said i try yeah and when she says you're good and uh, he's like i try yeah and even when he was in the ambulance he's like i i try so i i find it so poetic Mm -hmm. and i find it so beautiful that she thinks that the saintly jack didn't really have to try to be the way that he was and in reality, he made those choices. He made those choices. He said, I'm going to get those pictures. I'm going to get that necklace. <sighs> and think about that now. Think Doesn't about Jack Pearson just make you want to be a better person? He like, seriously, be, uh, totally. every single person listening must, hopefully, hopefully, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in this, but like, I feel like I'm like, gosh, I can try better. <laughs> I can try I, I can better. Do better at everything. <laughs> Um, and think about that recontextualized moment now of when Rebecca tells Kevin, you lost your necklace and I can't seem to find a way to take it off. Think now what that means. It's not just, oh, Jack gave this to me because it's moon shadow and that was the song I was singing yeah. when I, uh, you know, I met him and yeah. everything and that's what I have of him. And No, no, no. That is what he sacrificed his life, I mean, unknowingly, but still yeah, did, yeah. sacrificed his life to go get for her the day that he freaking died. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. Right. Oh. So, okay, let's rewind a couple of things because this episode's starting to get a little long. Yes. Randall, just to bring up, because both you and I put this in our show notes, just to rewind, Randall told William he needed a nurse. Remember when William's like, I don't need a nurse. And he told William that he needs a nurse so he wouldn't die while no one is watching. Now we know why. Jack died while no one was watching. Right. And what a terrible pain that must have been on Randall, on Rebecca, on the entire family. Mm -hmm. Like, even knowing, oh my God. The writing in this, the the puzzle work of it all, right. how it all, how it starts in one place and circles around yep. and then comes back to to yourself. Yep. With with and it does it effortlessly. Yep. I mean the. the just the simple fact of, of the moon necklace. You ready to get a circle in your face? Would, you ready for this? I want all the circles. So first, I've been nervous that one of the big three is going to die. Right. Okay, I've been nervous about that. At least we know it's not going to be Randall, okay? Because he shows up Randall in the, in the final. Okay, he's not dead in the future. Thank goodness. <laughs> Taking a deep breath. Here's a, here's a full circle for sure. you. Randall's coming to visit Tess. Growing up, Tess. Tess yep. is uh, getting ready to have an African-American boy. 
be adopted by two white parents. Right. Talk about a full circle. All right. For Randall to walk in and see that. Oh. That man. this is what Tess is working on. How amazing. All the circles. All the circles in this episode. <laughs> um, but for those of you who are confused about Jack's death, I mean, what let's do you just. mean confused? Well, well, I mean, how he died. He didn't die in flames. He didn't die because his hands got burned. Just, I mean, just for, we're also, we're all clear. We were all there, Blake. I know, but some people may not have gotten the whole thing. He died from cardiac arrest. He had a hot, he had a hot attack. That's what the doctor said. He had a hot attack because of all the smoke that he inhaled from everything. It made were you eating race. a cookie or a little a little Twix? <laughs> Isn't that what the doctor said? Yes, it was. But for some people, may not have got. Maybe you know, they were crying too they much were to crying understand way it. Too much. Too much. <laughs> All the tears. <laughs> it, you know, hey, if Mandy Moore can eat a can eat a, a, a candy bar during this whole thing. Oh what? my god, we need to go get ice cream. Maybe. I, I need some morning chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> we actually went and got ice cream. We did. Uh, the, what was it? The next day? We yeah. were like, because, you know, Mary and I have been trying to eat healthily as of late. And we were like, oh, no. We can't handle we this. Can't. We went out and got a bottle of wine <laughs> and ate ice cream <laughs> because it was it was that bad. But I'll tell you yeah. what, that candy bar um, and how it still haunts Rebecca even in oh, present day. Right. Um and I can see why something like that would happen. Number one, because yep. you're just you're like if you if you if you were in the hospital and somebody came up to me and we or like if when we, when, I, when we were in the hospital, yeah. right? For me, and I had to get my I had to get my gallbladder taken out, right? Oh yeah. So you see me. I'm I, I had to take off my ring. Mary was wearing it on her on, on her necklace. And the doctors take me away. I tell you, I love you. I give him my little hand signal that I love you. And that was the last time you see me. And then all of a sudden, the doctor comes in and says, Blake croaked. I mean, <laughs> I, you, you're, you're, you wouldn't even accept it. No. You, I wouldn't. Oh, I would have lost it. I would have, I would have pulled a Rebecca. Yeah, I'd be like, no, no, no. What? Wait, what? Wait, what? And th- just the moment. Uh, in, uh, oh, here's one thing I, I was thinking of, too. As she's at the vending machine... Uh-huh. You know, she sees that there's only chocolate oh and grape. Oh my gosh, and he said he didn't want chocolate. <laughs> or grape. <laughs> Which are two things that I love. Give me all the chocolate and all the grape. Yes. Um, she says, I'm sorry, babe. And then right after that, you hear you hear Beck. Beck. And like I that that moment of Beck. Yep. It's 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 quick. It's it's blinking. You'll miss it. it. Yes. We, we, we were like, wait, what? Did that just happen? And it's not like he screamed it from the room. It was almost behind her. It was Ghost Jack. It was every time you say Ghost Jack, I think of Ghost Dad. For you know, I don't know what you're talking about. The, the Bill Cosby movie, oh, Ghost Dad. I thought that was the one where the dad comes back as a ghost in a snowman. <laughs> no, no, that's is that Tim Burton? <laughs> No, that's the one with Michael Keaton. It's Batman. <laughs> it's Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is a ghost snowman. <laughs> I gotta look up Snow Dad or something. <laughs> ghost Dad. I'm literally googling Michael Keaton's snowman movie. It's called Jack Frost. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Not Ghost Dad. Oh, oh my God. What? Anyway, <laughs> so what I loved about Beck is that it's this special moment that, for one brief moment, for one second, we get to believe for that just 
fleeting moment mm-hmm. in time that Jack and Rebecca's love is so special that it it transcends the fabric of time and and space itself yes. you know like it's it goes beyond the the tactile environment of life yes you know it instead of being lowercase life it's it's capital L life it's love it it's just it's amazing stuff i this episode was just it blew my doors off. Like I get it. I get why Crockpot had to like release a statement in real life saying, Wait, "Actually, oh, no, did? this happened." Yeah, after the, after that'll be the day. Yeah, and after the Super Bowl episode, they yeah. were like, um, "Just want to let you know our product is safe." <laughs> I'm not kidding. I wonder if like this is us had to clear things up with Crockpot beforehand. Do <laughs> you know? Like I wonder if like the Crockpot like stock. Saw a dip. Probably. <laughs> like it took like a 4% dip the next day. Yeah. Like people were like, oh, hell no. Probably. Mm-mm, nope. No, thank you. Uh, so, man, this episode. Rough. It just. Rough. Like, I didn't know how we were going to talk about it. I know. That's why it's taken us this long and we apologize. And we do want to let you know that, of course, there's only a few episodes left in this season. They're going to be coming at you pretty fast as we gear up for the next season. But we need to take our time. And as I bet many of you did, needed to take a time right, to right. have a good old cry and hug each other. <sighs> it, yep. was, it was a doozy. All right. So let's uh, wrap this up. What do you got for your hot takes, my darling? My hot take? Hold on. Wait, wait. You got? Do you have a hot take? Um, I kind of already let it out, but sure. Yes. I think that the Kate Toby, uh, him like saving the videotape and him seeing Kate the way that Jack sees Kate. I want, I want happiness. I want weddings. You need to end a season with weddings or birth. You know what I mean? Sure. That's like the thing. It's either death, wedding, or birth. And uh, <laughs> someone already just died in the middle of the season. So my hot take is we're getting a wedding. Oh, we, well, we, and we kind of had a birth too because Deja's back. You never know. It's it's no, someone's I'm, being at. You know, that's I'm what just, I'm looking forward to. I know. So we've already had the death and yeah. kind of the birth. So yeah. it's got to be the wedding, yeah. right? So for me, we have four more episodes, and like you, I'm kind of thinking, okay, what are we doing here now? Mm-hmm. Because the 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 wind is kind of out of the sails almost a little bit for this is us. Yeah. Um, they've. I mean, I would. Uh, I would. I'm going to take that back. I don't think so. But keep going. I feel well, like. They, I mean, they've set up this giant mystery of Jack's death, and now they've they've let the cat out of the bag. It is what it is. So where the hell do we go from here? Like, what is the point? One of our listeners sent uh, us a message saying, you know, it's not about. Um, it's not about life. Uh-huh. It's not about death. Uh-huh. It's it's not about Jack's mystery. It's, it's like the Godfather. Okay. Um, it's what. Um, impact have you made on a life? What is the impact you have both before and after you? So it's not about the misery. It's just, um, it's not about the mystery. It's about what's going to happen because of all of this. Mm-hmm. So we know we're gonna, going to get a wedding episode because they're they're going to get married, right? Yes. Toby and Kate. And we, I think we're also going to get that Deja episode because now she's back. I think yep. we're gonna get, we're gonna find out why she's back, and I think we're gonna get a William style episode with Deja mm-hmm. to finally deliver on the reveal at the end of this episode that again she's back. So that leaves us with one more episode. Um, well, let's see. So we have the wedding, 
Oh, and I think we're also going to get like a funeral kind of memorial episode. Okay, okay. I think it's going to be the next one. Because remember, we saw the flashes of the kids at the funeral. Yes. So I think we're going to have that kind of episode. Yeah. So that leaves us with essentially one more episode. And I have no idea what's going to come of that. I have no idea. Okay. Um, I think we're probably done with a lot of the Jack flashbacks mm-hmm. for the rest of this season. So I wonder if that's when we're going to get some of his stuff in Vietnam. I I don't know if we're going to get it in now. I'm seeing for season three, I'm feeling numb. Yeah, I'm feeling numb in season three. And I don't think it's wholly appropriate that we get to Jack for the rest of this season. Yeah, we've had a lot of Jack. Unless... Unless, because you don't want to, you don't want to take away from again from the emotionality of what they just accomplished mm-hmm. in Super Bowl Sunday. Correct. So, the only way we get Jack, I think, is if they have that flash sideways kind of mm-hmm. moment that Lost had, which which was, what if? So, I think season three will probably be Vietnam. And as I'm thinking, this one's in take development. Okay. I think I know how the show ends. The whole show. The whole show. The whole like series. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I know. And it's take development, okay? I'm not going to be take cornered, but I'm I'm I got nerds down the hall working on this one. And I think the show, the final moments of the show mm-hmm. is the whole family mm-hmm. as we choose to see them, like Mandy Moore Young, yeah. uh, Jack Young, the Randall and Toby and Kate and everything all like the current versions of themselves in the current timeline, and they're all at Jack's tree. With Jack? With Jack. Okay. Everybody's together. Because it would just be like a weird tree hug otherwise. Because there's <laughs> because there's no beginning. There's no end. It's just life. And I think that's how the show ends. Like, they all end up in the same place, and they're all together. That's how I think the show is going to end. Again, take development... That is what it is, and I have—I think I have proof as to why it's going to end that way, but I will play that in a little bit. So why don't we close out the show right oh now? God, I'm like crying, and I'm like <laughs> picturing that Robin Williams movie with the afterlife and like paintings, and maybe they'll just be all in Kevin's painting. That, well, that you know. That would be pretty too. You know, I'm, you may have just given a good professional tease. Oh. I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say that. Me? Yeah, you you gave a good professional tease. I'm just going to say that. Throw that out there. Okay, so let's close out the show. Yeah. And uh, let's do it. What do you got? What do you mean? Well, I'm not going to play the music for today because I got something else I want to play. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to give a huge thank you for our iTunes review. I don't get any music underneath me. Um. Oh, you know what? Okay. We'll we'll play a little something. We'll play a little something. Ready? Yes. And I think this is fitting. You ready? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Hello. Okay. Oh, I love it. Perfect. So our iTunes review for this episode is Maureen Edwards. She gave it five lemonades from Miriam Blake. On a scale of one to five lemonades, this podcast gets a full five lemonades from me. She uses all the lemon emojis, by the way. I love it. <laughs> Miriam Blake are my very favorite hosts. And at this point, I think I would just surrender to watching anything they are watching oh. because, well, they are just awesome. Not only are they funny, but their discussions dig deep into the show's character, motivations, themes, direction, production details, etc. And it's never boring. I look forward to each and every episode. Also, please do check out Minute with Mary on Facebook for fun tips, tricks, and tutorial videos from Mary pretty much every day. She's the best. Maureen, you're the best. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, I really do want to thank each and every single one of you who have taken the time. Maureen's review is the last one that we do have. We are at 39, and I would love 
to get to 45 before this season three airs. So if you yes. have a computer, a cell phone, whatever, head on over to iTunes, type in This Is Us Too, and leave us a written review. It would mean the world to us. You know, part of me wants to, you know, there's other podcasts that are dedicated to This Is Us. And there's, yeah. there's one about from After Buzz. Like After Buzz is like this big company that do sh- podcasts about they're all like different the kinds Walmart. of shows. They're like the Walmart of podcasts. Yeah, and it, it kind of pisses me off a little hey, bit. What's your language? It's the truth. Okay. It gets me mad that they, you know, that they do this show because, you know, we put our, our a lot of our lives into this and they're Correct. like they're just like, I like this is us. You know, it just gets me mad. So I kind of want to beat them. And they have 44 Reviews. So that's the perfect number, 45. Yeah, 45. We can do this. That, that's what made me think about it. We can do this, guys. Let's, let's beat AfterBuzz because they stink. Let's get those Walmarts. Let's get those big box store versions of podcasters. <laughs> Shop Main Street, not you know Wall what? Street. It's like we'll be the big three homes. Yes. We'll be the homegrown. Yes, that's there exactly what it is. So in the meantime, please do check us out on Mary and Blake on Facebook or Mary and Blake One on Twitter. And go to maryandblake.com. Check out all of our podcasts. If you want to email us in the upcoming few episodes or for season three, email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. Please do get in touch with us. So that way we can include your feedback. We can have a good conversations. And when you're talking to us, use the hashtag thisisustoo. So normally now we would say... Goodbye and we would farewell. say goodbye and this is us too and so my Mary. But you know, we talked about a denouement today. A, a denouement, a or denouement. A ferret on your head. A ferret on my head drinking coffee. And I figure I'm going to leave you with the show's denouement and in a better way than any way that I could ever say it. Okay. And I'll just let Kevin say it. You know, I thought I would come up here, show you my painting, tell you what I think my play's about. Because I was thinking um, that it might make us all feel a little bit better. But you got to promise not to make fun of me, okay? So, um, yeah, I painted this because I felt like the play was about life, you know? And life is full of color. And we each get to come along and we add our own color to the painting, you know? And even though it's not very big, the painting... You sort of have to figure that it goes on forever, you know, in each direction. So like to infinity, you know, because that's kind of like life. Right? It's really crazy if you think about it, isn't it, that a hundred years ago, some guy that I never met came to this country with a suitcase. He has a son who has a son who has me. So at first, when I was painting, I was thinking, you know, maybe up here, that was that guy's part of the painting. And then, you know, down here, that's my part of the painting. And then I started to think, well, what if we're all in the painting everywhere? And and what if we're in the painting before we're born? What if we're in it after we die? And these colors that we keep adding, what if they just keep getting added on top of one another until eventually we're not even different colors anymore? We're just one thing, one painting. Lucky cow. Lucky cow. I mean, my dad is not with us anymore. He's not alive, but he's with us. He's with me every day. 
It all just sort of fits somehow. And even if you don't understand how yet, people will die in our lives, people that we love. In the future, maybe tomorrow, maybe years from now. I mean, it's kind of beautiful, right? If you think about it, the fact that just because someone dies, just because you can't see them or talk to them anymore, it doesn't mean they're not still in the painting. I think maybe that's the point of the whole thing. There's no dying. There's no you or me or them. It's just us. And this sloppy, wild, colorful, magical thing that has no beginning, has no end, It's us.